connected. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, on the show with us, who will join us just in a minute. And with Kathy, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And as you know, uh, our faithful listeners, we always try to bring on uh, new people who are interesting to you and also Kathy and I, that way we all can learn something. And today, we're going to talk uh, to Pascal Dennis. And he's going to talk about the lean system that many of you may heard about, and if not, we'll talk more about that, kind of a process improvement, and also how leadership ties into that. So Pascal Dennis is a professional engineer. He's an author, and he's an advisor to North American firms making the lean leap. Pascal developed his skills. He worked at Toyota on the shop floor in North America and Japan, and he's a faculty of Lean Enterprise Institute. He has been a manager of operations, of human resources, finance, health, self and environment. So he's really has seen it all and been on the uh, bottom floor of exactly what's going to allow your organization to be more efficient. He has supported lean implement- implementations at leading international companies in various sectors, automotive, process industries, construction, healthcare. So he's got a wealth of information. And he also uh, held some leadership positions at Toyota. Uh, this is in Canada. He supported several major model uh, launches and construction of a new facility and also the hiring of 2,000 new team members. Uh, in spite of all that, Pascal is uh, quite the author, and a couple of his award-winning books include Getting the Right Things Done, and that's a leader's guide to planning and execution, The Remedy, bringing lean out of the factory to transform your entire organization, and also his uh, newest book that's about to be ready to come out, Reflections of a Business Nomad. So we'll ask him some key questions about those books. You'll get a good uh, opportunity to learn about lean, if that's a new term for you, what, what that means and how you can utilize that. And, you know, Kathy and I, we always want to bring the best and current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders. We're also interested in providing evidence-based best practice to help you develop more leaders in your organization. So let me just say a word about uh, Kathy. Kathy and I now have been doing this for, I think this is our fourth uh, season or fourth year doing this. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives and entire companies in her proven happiness equals profit strategies. She's authored multiple books on the science of happiness, 
including What Happy Companies Know. She has the latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. And she touches millions of lives as a speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She's the founder of her executive consultancy, which is H2C, stands for Happy Companies, Healthy Companies, uh, Healthy People. And she currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work. She has a new iPhone app that's about ready to be launched called Your Happiness Now. And she can be reached at h2cleadership.com for free downloads to access your true talents and happiness for your job satisfaction. And Kathy and I share a website, xlinstitute.com, xcelinstitute.com. Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Relly, and welcome to Pascal Dennis. We're going to have a great conversation today. And for those of you who are new to the conversation about what lean organizations are, this is your opportunity to learn more. You know, Relly and I love to share exciting and innovative practices with our audiences. And many of you, I'm sure, know who we are, but let me just give you a quick introduction to my co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler, who is also a dear friend and one of the just top minds in his business, which is emotional intelligence. And as you know, Relly and I are offering emotional intelligence programs, so don't forget to go to Excel, XCELinstitute.com. That stands for Excellence Coaching Executive Leaders. You know, Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach, a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. You know, his highly respected work is the focus of many business journals and blogs and news features, and his programs have become a mainstay at many Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free EI, that's Emotional Intelligence iPhone app, um, including his leadership keys, and you can download many of his tools to access your best performance through emotional intelligence right now. You know, Relly, we have a big show today. We have a lot to get to, but I think it's always important to give our audience a little bit of background on why we do Leadership Development News for four years. We've been doing this now. And more importantly, what we know leading with emotional intelligence research has demonstrated to so many. Well, sure, Kathy. This ties right into our evidence base. We always like to give a little bit of research. So one of the things that we do know is that 40% of organizations today say they're going to be experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled, trained leaders to come into their new positions. So there's a huge gap going on, and one of the reasons is there's something that we like to talk about is a brain drain. One, we've lost uh, 8 million jobs to the Great Recession. Two, we have all the baby boomers, 55 to 65, who are retiring, and there's going to be a loss of about 10 million jobs. And number three, the brains that are leaving are typically the brains that have a little bit more emotional intelligence than the Gen X and Gen Y, and the reason is the amount of time put in front of a screen versus a, a face. So every time you're in front of your, whether it's your phone or your computer, you're not really dealing with some of these aspects of emotional intelligence, how to have the hard conversation, how to change your communication, how to deal with conflict. Uh, some of that gets lost when you're just talking to a screen. 
And a couple of the other things, Kathy, that we like to talk about is that the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team. And that's why we want to give you a few tips, actions, strategies that you could use with your team because everybody, whether you know it or not, is watching you. And like a thermostat in the room, you are the gauge for the performance level of folks. They're always looking over the shoulder. Are you accepting what they're saying? Do you like it? Are you being critical? So the leader is the emotional thermostat of the team. And then one of the goals that we try to have here is how do you get your B players to be A players? The more you can get your more A players, the more effective your organization is going to be. And then, Kathy, we always like to talk about uh, the set point, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about what that means in regards to happiness. Sure. You know, one of the big components to emotional intelligence that makes the big difference between those who produce that that top 10% of revenue is the um, the two factors we care about actually very little in business, and that is happiness and optimism. You know, most organizations are uh, very, um, I'll just say, focused on ROI, return on investment, when we know, especially with the work I've been doing over the past few years with military and paramilitary folks, we have what we know is important, which is ROP, return on people. You know, happiness has a set point, like weight and hair color. And, um, you know, the best news is that 40% of that is influenced totally by your habits and your behaviors. So at Leadership Development News, we always try to teach you, our audience, the simple habits you need to be successful. And um, like many of our free downloads and tools and tips, you can visit us at excelinstitute.com and look up some of these more interesting ROI factors around emotional intelligence and learn more about how you can raise your set point for happiness and increase your performance as a result because performance and life satisfaction, which is tied to happiness, have a correlation of greater than 93%. So how can you deny that happiness, optimism, and a positive attitude make a difference when you see data like that? Well, Kathy, what's so great about this is is you've been doing this, uh, you've been on the forefront for quite a while, and then even... Even this year, 2012, there's so much more research being done, you know, about that the happiness factor and how that leads to better engagement, uh, productivity. Well, let me uh, just tell you how to go to our website, and then I'll bring on Pascal here. So I mentioned Kathy and I, we have a series of programs that we do through Excel Institute, and it's usually looking at emotional intelligence, and we're both trained in the new EQI 2.0. It's a uh, self-assessment, but also a 360 assessment. So if you're interested in more information uh, you know, about that and want to try it out for your organization, go to excelinstitute.com. So a few more words about Pascal. I got an opportunity to meet Pascal and, and sit in in uh, one of his trainings. We share a client, an agricultural client, uh, that he's come in and really has helped them over the last few years around their strategy and then looking at their processes. And the focus of his lean practice is strategic planning and execution. And really what we'll get him to talk a little bit about is Hoshin management. And uh, so I've seen him in action. He is uh, very knowledgeable. He's entertaining, uh, humorous. And and the uh, organization that we share has really embraced this lean practice, uh, uh, 
wholeheartedly, and it's not just a one-shot deal, but they've really um, shown the commitment as, as Pascal has. So, Pascal, welcome to the show. Thanks, Riley. Uh, I'm obliged for the invite. Well, so, so we always want to start with... Yeah, I'm dying to get started here. I want to ask all questions. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go to a break before we get to the first question. But I want everybody to stay tuned. Don't go away. Come right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. So we're now we're going to pick Pascal Dennis's brain. He has a uh, website, leansystems.org. 
He has a series of books. He has a series of uh, iPhone uh, applications, you know, all to help you. So, Pascal, welcome, and, and let's start off like we always do. Who, who and what have been some of your key influences as, as a leader that helped make you who you are today? Thanks, uh, um, uh, Nelly and Kathy. Uh, sorry, Relly and Kathy for the uh, invitation. My um, uh, influences uh, kind of varied. Um, I, uh, I grew up professionally at um, uh, Toyota Manufacturing, so um, senior leaders there like Andy Watanabe and Shin Furukawa had uh, tremendous influence on me. Uh, not just because of their strength as uh, you know manufacturers, but because uh, of their fundamental decency and strong uh, uh, bedrock of values. Um, I was also heavily influenced by um, my Aikido senses. I, I studied the martial arts and Aikido in particular for for many many years. And uh, so you know people like uh, you know Yamada Sensei in New York and uh, Kanai Sensei in Boston and uh, Chiba Sensei in San Diego. Uh, Really influenced, um, the, you know, my my character, I think. And again, their um, uh, fundamental values were optimism, uh, commitment, uh, attention to detail, and um, uh, probably those are my, my my two biggest influences. You know, as I listen to you speak, Pascal, I know that you have probably not thought of the influences consciously. Um, that I'm about to recommend that you share with us, but I'm very interested in knowing a little bit about your, you, you know, I, I, I kind of hear there a spiritual um, uh, influence. How about the influence of what what we might call subject matter experts, family members, um, community leaders, anybody like that have an influence on your life? Uh, yeah, um, well, in my, my family, uh, in particular, we, uh, I mean, I grew up in a Greek restaurant, uh, uh. right out of central casting. You know, uh, if you look in the diction- dictionary under Greek restaurateur, you see my dad. So, um, you know, in a Greek restaurant, uh, you learn, uh, to respect people. Uh, you, you learn how to, to talk to customers and respect them regardless of who they are, where they come from, and, uh, attention to detail, uh, showing up for work. Um, you know, order an organization in the kitchen in the stock room. Um, uh, teamwork, you know, uh, a restaurant in uh, a major downtown center, you know, Mel's Diner in San Francisco at lunchtime if you don't have teamwork, if you don't have standardized work and visual management, all those other elements of the lean system, you, you, you can't get along. So uh, probably that was foundational for me because it, um, underline the importance of, of good of good process as well as good values. You know, so uh, that was the best training I could possibly have so, for uh, working at Toyota. Ironically, so be, yeah, I was going to ask you. So before the Toyota floor, you worked on the on the restaurant floor growing up. Then <laughs> I did, and it's very similar. You know, That's uh, right. it's very similar. It, uh, restaurants, the most basic factory, and it's funny. I, I run into a lot of restaurant rats, as I call them. Uh-huh. We all say, "Boy, weren't we?" Weren't we lucky to have that experience? Yeah. Absolutely, because it's also a place where you learn a lot of sophisticated models for reacting to different situations and keeping that customer service spirit alive. So that says a lot about where you come from in your lean thinking. So let me ask you this. What is lean thinking, and why is it so important for leaders 
today to understand even more importantly than we have in the past? So uh, uh, the lean uh, business system is about 100 years old. It goes back to, uh, starts with Fred Taylor, uh, you know, uh, in Philadelphia, uh, industrial engineer. Um, and it really uh, came together in the period 1946 to 52 when America, to uh, her eternal credit um, uh, invested heavily in bringing uh, her former enemies, uh, Japan and Germany, back into the community of nations. So in particular in Japan, uh, MacArthur, General MacArthur, brought the best and the brightest of America and the West to Japan to meet the best and the brightest of Japan. And in that six-year period, um, something utterly unique happened. And you know we've been learning about it and practicing it now for 50 years, but we've not quite mastered it because it's uh, literally yin and yang you know so um, again American um, optimism and managerial skill and mechanical skill with uh, mixed with Japanese attention to detail and grasp of what's happening right now and holistic thinking uh, so it's a um, business system that represents the, the best of East and West and um, I, I genuinely think that what happened in those period in, in that time is as important or maybe more important than the Cold War, you know? We just got to figure out how to spread the thinking and continue to, to refine it. So for folks who aren't familiar with Lean, how, how is it either similar or dissimilar, you know, to um, Six Sigma, process reengineering? Is, is it, is it, is our, are they the same? Is it different? So um, uh, business process reengineering and Six Sigma are powerful tools, and they can generate very good results. And those are part of the lean system. But where uh, lean is different is that um, it has a foundation of um, a respect for people. So lean is based on getting better every day by involving everybody in your organization in improvement, and that means giving them the skills to improve. It means giving leaders the skills they need to improve, emotional intelligence, for example, and um, committing to employment security. Uh, the fundamental deal is you have a job here for life, but you've got to help us improve, and you've got to be involved in, in developing the work. So it's a different kind of a deal, you know, and it takes great leadership and integrity to stick by it, especially in very tough times. So, Pascal, what are some of the key principles, like a key principle to start with, when you start thinking about lean and using it as a business uh, enabler? Uh, great question, Kathy. So one of the fundamentals is uh, the idea of standardized work. So we involve our people, uh, especially the people at the front line, in figuring out the best way that we know now to do this particular job, and we standardize it on one page, simple, visual, standard work, with the understanding that as we get better, we're, we're going to change it. But that's our sheet music to begin with. So standardized work is, is, is uh, fundamental. Respect for people, I already talked about. Uh, visual management, uh, the idea of making the invisible visible, uh, especially in business processes. Most of the time, the information is in the box known as a computer, and as a result, we wander around in the fog, and, and I call that big, you know, a big part of big company disease, so visual management is a third element. Uh, a fourth element is uh, a deep understanding 
of the customer, a personal understanding of the customer. And not dissimilar to being in a in a restaurant where you look at the customer in the face and you see, you know, is she happy or not? Was she treated well? Was the food nutritious? Was it fair? Was the atmosphere good? So that deep connection to the customer and an understanding of value thereby. But those are some of the key uh, uh, elements. So, you know, I've seen this uh, in in work and in process, Pascal, and we'll talk a little bit more as we as we go on. But when uh, maybe step back a bit, and when organizations uh, are interested in you, what are, what are some of the in your company uh, lean systems? What are some of the kind of issues that they first come knocking at your door about? Um, well, very commonly, um, there are cost problems. Um, nowadays, you know, the Great Recession. Uh, uh, Etc. has left companies uh, in, in in trouble, and um, their existing processes are ineffective. Um, their costs are too high. They're facing uh, uh, you know uh, offshore competition. Uh, so cost is a a major driver of our work. Um, quality is another. Um, you know because of all the pressure that people are under, um, it's difficult to build quality into the process, and yet the market demands it more and more. So that's another. Uh, critical one. We do a lot of healthcare work, and and there safety is the overriding concern. And people are starting to realize just how dangerous our hospitals are. Uh, so you know, uh, building quality and safety into hospital processes to eliminate mismedications and wrong site surgeries and infections that uh, uh, that, that kill uh, a very large number of people uh, in America and Canada every day, unfortunately. So those are some of the. Uh, typical drivers of, of, of people calling us. You know, and I think just even the, the healthcare. I think that that's a good example. Just standardizing those processes. What are the key steps? You know, that have to be done. You know, as far as safety and, and as far as health goes. Yeah, um, and often you boil those down to a, a checklist. So before we right. start the operation, here are the twelve things we got to do. Check, check. You. We have a team huddle, and thereby we confirm that. It's the right patient, the right shoulder, the right uh, uh, technique, the right medication, that we've sterilized everything, that, uh, you know, we've got the proper equipment yeah. on. I know it, it sounds uh, obvious, but right. um, it's not done. You know? Some of that stuff, and then uh, we'll move on to the next question. I just know you probably have looked at the checklist manifesto. That's probably a lean system, and just some of the research behind that of just the five steps about you know, putting in an IV and making sure that that's done uh, extremely well, uh, effectively. Yeah, it's a very fine book, and that uh, highlights the importance of standards. Yeah, so Dr. Guan did a, did a great service to us. So let me ask you, um, what are some of the more common issues or problems that we can see across industries um, in the companies that you've worked with uh, that you have um, helped remedy or resolve and, and how you've done that. And we're going to ask you to hold that thought. <laughs> we're going to be right back. <laughs> okay. So you'll have some time to think about that question. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Pascal Dennis from LeanSystems.org. Go to his website. There's a ton of information on there. And Pascal, uh, Kathy was asking you about some of the uh, maybe common issues and some of the success stories that maybe you can let us know about that you and your your organization has done. Uh, uh, be happy to uh, uh, really. Um, I'll start with our old uh, Toyota plant uh, when we started. Uh, uh, doing changeovers, you know, changing over massive machinery like stamping presses. You know, our changeover times were measured in the hours. Mm. As we applied, applied lean thinking and learned from our senseis, we got down to eight minutes to change over, uh, you know, 25,000 pound die. Um, in healthcare, uh, there's something called, uh, door to balloon time, which fundamentally is a measure of emergency treatment of people having a heart attack. And uh, some of our clients, uh, the initial numbers were, you know, measured in an hour or longer than an hour. But by applying uh, 
lean thinking, uh, you're able to cut that, you know, to down to 15 minutes. And that's the difference between, you know, your mom walking out of the hospital uh, or, uh, you know, being in a wheelchair the rest of her life or, or worse. So wow. those are the kinds of uh, uh, improvements that are possible. I mean, on the broader business front, uh, you know, with our older clients, um, it's typical as we do the five-year plan to aim for doubling uh, of revenue and maintaining double-digit EBIT. That's that's not at all un- unusual. Uh, that, that's that's how much power there is in uh, in lean thinking and and, and the strong leadership that uh, underlies it. One of the things that I think many people would love to, I guess, understand more about is the kind of mental model that people need to start looking uh, at productivity issues. You know, because it's such a it's such a, an extreme, uh, segmented process end to end. So, how does somebody start to look at what you're talking about as being lean and and learn to look at things differently? Well, in uh, in my books, uh, uh, to your point, uh, Kathy, I talk a great deal about mental models and um, how their uh, lean thinking is um, uh, counterintuitive and certainly counter to the way I was taught in engineering school and in MBA school, uh, which is what makes it tough. So an example, uh, in business school, I was taught that problems are bad things, that if I have a problem in my team, it must mean I'm not a good manager or my team members are not good. Lean mental model is that problems are normal. They're simply a deviation from a standard, and it's good to to know them. It's very bad if you can't see your problems. So problems are gold. Make them visible. Um, another mental model, uh, you know, at business school I learned that, uh, you know, because I'm so smart, because I have an MBA and an engineering degree, et cetera, et cetera, you know, what can the front line possibly teach me? You know, I front line team members can't teach me anything. Whereas lean thinking is involve your frontline people in the work because they know it best and involve them in problem solving and teach them how to solve problems. And by the way, give them job security so they're motivated to solve problems. You know, those are uh, two fundamentally different um, mental models. Another one is build quality into the process and don't ship junk. So whether it's a business process like a design uh, uh, shop or an engineering team, Build process into the design, into the CAD draw, uh, build quality into the CAD drawing, etc. Don't ship junk because that variation will infect our whole system and degrade the whole system. So those are some of the uh, key mental models. Now, maybe the most important one is that the leader in the lean model is a sensei. The leader's job is to build capability by asking questions through Socratic questioning. But what I learned in MBA school was that the leader is the boss. Leaders tell people what to do. So you see, all of those mental models are counterintuitive and counter to how we're taught in our professional school. So that's one of the hangovers that we have to get over. I don't want to be misunderstood. People go to MBA school with the best of intentions, but often we pick up uh, mental models we didn't count on. Well, that's some fascinating stuff. And I know when, when we first talked about uh, when we met, just talking about some of the mental models, some of the work of uh, learning organizations and Peter Senge and all that. We have that in common. And I think from a leadership standpoint and then from a lean standpoint, um, what we've to this uh, 
joint client have really been talking, uh, you know, you're on the right side of the, the right ear and I'm on the left ear, and it's all the same <laughs> stuff going in. And I think, um, you know, as compliments, has been very, very uh, helpful for them. The other piece I love that you just said was that leaders build capabilities. Kathy and I interviewed uh, Jim Cousins, who wrote the Leadership Challenge and, you know, and very well known. And I love what he says, in every interaction is the leader leaving the person feeling more capable. And so you kind of said that same thing in a, in a yeah. different way, which is great. Yeah. Well, the, you know, a lot of the um, results of good thinking, the kind of thinking that Pascal is sharing with us today, have led to some dramatic innovations in how organizations practice what they do, how they've um, done end-to-end adjustments to make things, as we're using here, leaner and more effective. Um, In my career, I've been very fortunate traveling the world as a partner uh, for several companies, but mostly for Accenture. And I remember visiting a factory, uh, a Saturn car manufacturing factory, and seeing these practices in place. So I think one of the things that would be helpful, Pascal, is if you could help talk about the tools that they use in these organizations. And I know um, you know, these are always fascinating when you see them, which is posting information real-time so the quality is built into the product. I'm sure you have a million of these kinds of tools in your book. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Kathy, it's a, it's a great point. Um, w- one of my uh, favorites and one of the most common that, that you allude to is um, the daily stand-up meeting um, at the team board. And that's an example of uh, a number of lean tools, uh, visual management, most obviously. So we're taking the information out of the box known as a computer and putting it real-time, as you say, on our whiteboard. So if our strategic focus areas are people, quality, delivery, cost, on a daily basis, uh, the team has maybe a 10- or 15-minute stand-up meeting. And in that, we look at what happened yesterday, what's going to happen today, a look ahead for this week, what were the top three problems, Let's say it's a hospital, you know, the um, uh, obstetrics ward uh, or the top three problems last night. Watch out. These three little babies have this or that. Keep an eye on them. What's the look ahead? Well, we've got a big uh, slug of work coming. And what are improvement activities? Well, remember, in um, under safety, our focus is uh, eliminating infections. And how are we doing on that improvement activity? So that um, uh, stand-up meeting is a powerful tool. Um, and expresses uh, visual management. Um, another uh, tool you'll see is what we call quick and easy Kaizen. So uh, at another board, the team gets up again on some uh, frequency, identifies um, uh, problems, and very, very quickly gets to problem solving. Um, and then we record the before and after with a photograph and highlight the impact of what we just did, and then we can stick it up on the wall you know, in a three-ring binder. And that's the team's window on the wall. Um, and and you know, thereby you create a sense of ownership, a sense of pride. And as I said earlier, you make problems visible because problems are gold. You know, problems tell us where the shoe pinches and how we might improve. Well, I know that, that term, as far as the paradigm shift, problems are gold, everybody in this joint, uh, company that we've been talking about has been using that. And just that itself all of a sudden allows people to speak about the problem, where often many times they may not. The other piece I wanted to just highlight, you know, if people listening, if you're not using a huddle or stand-up like uh, Pascal just mentioned, 
you're missing a, a really good opportunity, not only from a lean perspective, but from a leadership perspective, to clarify the vision, to acknowledge and recognize, to talk about the next steps. And I think um, often leaders miss this opportunity. And Pascal, like you're saying, probably one of the most high-leverage, most effective things someone can do in 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, without that, great power. And, uh, again, it, to your point, uh, really, it, it requires leadership. You have to uh, attend these meetings. You have to uh, build capability by asking questions. You have to show interest and respect. And that doesn't mean just, uh, you know, shaking hands and, and kissing babies. It means asking tough questions. You know, respect means challenging people to deepen their understanding. So these are a great forum for that. Yeah. Not only that, but it's a great forum for doing what the Ritz-Carlton has been doing uh, for a long time under the leader uh, leadership of uh, Talent Plus is taking that whole model of Lean and Kaizen and also using formation to acknowledge the contributions of others. And this is where the leader in your model, Pascal, becomes not only the hero, but the person who creates other heroes in the team, and that's such a beautiful model. You know, it is, and, and uh, Kathy, you're absolutely right about uh, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, Marriott, Hyatt. These are all outstanding lean companies, and, you know, if you read uh, their principles, any of those companies, they're fundamentally lean principles, so these folks get it, and many of them got it decades ago. It's, it's just good. It's good business plus simple decency, in my view. You know, uh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> we want to talk about a couple of the other tools, and maybe uh, we've even mentioned in Kaizen. But you know, what, is it, what does that actually mean? And then maybe that, um, you know, what is that process? Because I know a lot of people said, "Oh, we're doing a Kaizen process," and I'm not sure all our listeners know really what that actually means. And then we'll get to a couple of the other tools. That's a great question, uh, really. Kaizen is another core uh, lean activity, and it it's a Japanese word that means to take apart and put back together again. Uh, so, um, you know, in that uh, medical process, this emergency response process, someone's having a, a heart attack, a Kaizen on that door to balloon. The balloon is the balloon that opens up the artery so, um, you know, the, vi- the victim uh, is okay. Uh, a Kaizen would, would entail looking at the current process and then identifying what's valuable. In other words, what does the patient really want and need? And eliminating everything else so that the lead time initially might be, you know, 60 or 70 minutes, a lot of waiting and delay and multiple handling, but the process afterwards and the client I was telling you about is only 15 minutes. So Kaizen takes apart the process, puts it back together in a new way, and then locks it in with standardized work. Well, we are going to continue, and I am so excited to hear more. I want to learn some more about these uh these different books that you've written, what's coming up. I think you have a new book on the horizon and so much more. So don't go away. We're talking to Pascal Dennis. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Pascal Dennis. His website is Lean. Systems.org, like we mentioned before, a lot of great things there. We're zeroing in on some of the tools. We talked about it, Kaizen. One of the other things I know that you do, Pascal, is this, this questioning process of, of the five whys. Maybe you can tell us how, you, how do you utilize that. The five whys uh, is a very powerful uh, uh, approach to getting from a problem to the root cause. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Well, we use a restaurant example. Um, let's say uh, you go into the Imperial Grill, my dad's old place, and you order a cheeseburger, but you get a hamburger. So we have a problem. So 5Y works as follows. And we seek to get to a root cause that doesn't blame people because people are inherently good and processes are inherently bad. So you want to get to the process weakness. So, for example, i got a problem, no cheese on my burger. Why? Because the cook didn't put cheese on it. If you stop there, you barbecue the cook, you know. But if you keep going, so why didn't the cook put it on? Well, because he didn't know that cheeseburgers require cheese. Why? Because he's a college kid that we hired for the summer, and our training program doesn't uh, uh, tell him that sort of thing. So the root cause is an inadequate uh, uh, temp 
training program. Uh, and um, thereby you um, get to actionable countermeasures. Uh, if you just jump to a countermeasure, well, obviously the kid's a deadbeat and, you know, you, you discipline them. Well, you're still left with a lousy process. So Five Wise helps you get to that root process cause. That's great. And I, and I can see for a leader, um, often, you know, Kathy and I like to say that the manager default uh, is to find fault. And this kind of gets below just the initial uh, fault uh, of really what's the process. And I know one of the things this uh, joint client has talked about is it's, uh, what is it, be hard on the problem, easy on the people. Yeah, exactly. That's a core mental model as well. You know, people are inherently good and process inherently suck. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, yep, they sure do. But, you know, the biggest problem in getting them to change is to find new ones that make more sense and to be able to get the attention of all those people who are so overworked and overwhelmed and overwrought, and usually people who are being asked to do things more so than ever before with less. Yeah, you know, and that's where, where Kaizen comes in, and we've got to somehow find time and make time for people on the radar screens to do that Kaizen, to take apart the lousy processes, eliminate the waste, and put it back together, not just because it's good for the customer, but it's good for the people so they can get home and have a glass of wine with their spouses or spices, whatever it's called. That's becoming a huge, uh, a huge yeah. revelation for people that the, the human condition needs more downtime because we actually require more relationships than we thought we did. Yeah, well, there's a piece in the Atlantic, is Facebook making us lonely? You know, we're finding, I think, that Facebook and this kind of artificial connectivity is not what people need. It's what you just described, mm-hmm. Kathy, you know. So let me uh, zero in on another tool. What is, what is Hoshin Conry? And did I say that right? You you did. Uh, Hoshin Conry uh, has been called the world's most powerful planning and execution system. And we call it strategy deployment. And like so many things, it was invented in America, you know, by Peter Drucker and Joe Duran, and then was ignored during the 50s and the 60s because, you know, times were so good, I guess. But the Japanese, and in particular uh, Toyota and companies like Bridgestone and Canon, uh, adopted it. And, you know, the, the rest is history. So a big part of what we do is is helping companies uh, with strategy deployment. The key part there, uh, in business school, we're taught to focus on, defining the ideal strategy, but as a, a mentor of mine said, any damn fool can make a strategy. It's the execution that gets you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Strategy deployment emphasizes the deployment, so translating uh, the overall strategy into bite-sized chunks. So everybody in the organization has a piece of the so-called elephant, and collectively it adds up to the elephant. And uh, again, you involve people with those team boards and the problem-solving five whys, in breaking down and and you know fixing those little problems that collectively add up to the, you know, an overwhelming effect. So companies that do it well, why? Well, they're the companies I mentioned. You're the best in the world. Well, one of the things we wanted to check in with you is, is a little bit about some of your current uh, projects that you're going. And, and, and you know, so I'm uh, very impressed. How do you find the time to write? And then maybe what's some of your your newest writing projects? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, in our company, Lean Pathways, we try to practice what we preach. So 
you know, balance is, uh, uh, is fundamental to us. And our, our motto, by the way, is laughs, learning, and lucre, which is a 25 cent word for making money. And that, that's, those are our priorities in order. Laughs, learning, and lucre. So, uh, you know, my personal mission is to, to share what I've been lucky enough to learn. So I, I make time in my schedule for writing books and, how do I make time? Well, you know, standardized work, visual management, um, all the stuff that I learned at Toyota. So I'm able to, you know, thereby, and I think, be very fairly productive. Um, and actually, to your point, uh, really, my my latest book, uh, God Willing, will be out next month, and it's something I'm really excited about because it's very different. Up until now, I've written business novels that teach you, you know, uh, how to implement strategy deployment or how to transform an auto plant or uh, an entire platform whereas this one reflections is just that you know the past 20 years i've kept a journal and as i've gone all over the world um i've just jotted down you know the scenes and the people and the scenarios and uh the drama and and, and you know the the, the, hu- the humor and the high points and the low points and i realized that uh this might be a book, you know, so I started sharing it with some of my colleagues and said, this is really funny. You had to publish this. <laughs> so, so it really is stories. Matt, it's just that. It's, it's stories about some from your experience then. Yeah, so, you know, Pascal, you know, for example, uh, Pascal and uh, Danish uh, container business executives sitting in Port Suez um, having Korean barbecue as, uh, you know, a 20,000-ton or a 20,000 TEU ship, you know, sails through the desert. You know, more more Heineken, please. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that, sounds, that sounds good. So that's going to come out later this summer. Yeah, and just tell us the name of the book again. It's Reflections of a Business Nomad: uh, Stories and Poems from the Road. Hmm. Very nice, Kathy. That sounds like something that uh, that you could easily add to. With your experience, also. <laughs> well, I'm I sure. I love the whole idea of the nomad. I mean, Pascal, that's where did you get the stories from? As I say, these are things that actually happened, you know. So, um, of course, the you know uh, uh, no company names uh, have been used and were necessary. I anonymized them, but th- these are all true stories, you know. And, you know, being in uh, a factory in China or in Japan or, uh, as I say, in the Suez Canal or being in Africa teaching Zulus how to do Kaizen, you know. Now, it, it, does it have a little bit of a self-help lessons learned at the end? or? Well, as a matter of fact, um, in all my books, I try to have uh, uh, reflection points and questions at the end of every chapter. Perfect. So, uh, you know, so it's, it hopefully can be a, a learning resource and, you know. Uh, well, you know, those of us and... who think we can still learn, <laughs> we <We'd> love <laughs> to continue the journey if we can find people to help us open up the vault. Indeed. Well, Pascal, we're at the end of our hour. Thanks so much for sharing some of your expertise. Excellent and, show. Yeah, and and just the joy and the passion that you that you exude talking about this. And so, just so folks know, LeanSystems.org is is the best place to get a hold of some of your your information. Indeed. Okay, and so your new books, and I noticed the apps we talked about, and there's a lot of free downloads. So. Uh, please go to LeanSystems.org if you want to find out more about Pascal Dennis. Pascal, thank you very much. And this is uh, Leadership Development News, uh, helping you tune in to tune up your performance. Thanks to you both.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.